Welcome to the Pac-12 Hotline Podcast, everyone. We're back again with handicapper Rafael Esparza from Doc Sports, who's going to help us navigate the uh, point spreads and, and line movements, totals, everything. Rafael, thanks for joining me. Thanks for always having me on. It's a great time of great time of year now. We've got college hoops that started on, so now it's a, just for college sports. Nothing better than you have college football over the weekend while Mac action on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, but you also have some great college basketball out the week. Why don't you let people know where they can find you for football, basketball, and everything else you do? You can find me over at DocSports.com, one of the handicappers and riders over there, and you can also find all my lovely, crazy betting props and all sports over at MyBookie.ag. We got a Friday night game, Washington coming off uh, coming off that tough game against Utah. Tough game physically, tough game mentally. Playing at Oregon State, Beavers are rolling. Uh, that's hard. For, I still can't get quite get used to that. Huskies are ten point favorite. How do you see that one? Can you say that again? Oregon State rolling. I just want to hear it I again. Know. It's nuts. <laughs> but what, you can't deny it. No, and uh, and you led that sentence off perfectly. Washington State struggling. A physical and mental. What what's those their mental state dropping three out of four? Dropping against teams that at home, Utah and Oregon. What what's their mentality on this one? Give me the Beavers. Beavers uh, they've been playing like they have nothing to lose, but everything to gain, and that's what they're doing. They're winning three out of four. They beat UCLA, Cal, and Arizona. You know what those three schools all have in common? They were on the road. Let's put that on this place. The Beavers won three straight on the road. Give me the Beavers at home. I think they're gonna show much. I think their offense has been much improved when they played that Utah game when they only scored seven. I'm sorry, Washington's defense is not Utah's defense. Give me the Beavers. Do you all track how teams do on Friday nights? Because I've, you know, I'm very, uh, my very amateur opinion on this kind of thing is that Pac 12 road teams generally have a hard time uh, winning outright and covering on Friday nights. It's, it's the same thing like Thursday night football in the NFL. The road team always struggles. And it's the same thing with Pac-12. And the same thing, I think the biggest misconception is the MAC, which sometimes the road team plays really well on Tuesdays and Wednesdays when it comes to the MAC conference games. But on Thursdays in the NFL, home team, and especially the Pac-12 at, Pac-12 at night on Thursdays and Fridays, uh, the home team has uh, is really good well. And don't forget the Beavers. Not only are they rolling, they're six and two against the spread this year. In their last seven games, they've covered six out of them, uh, and and you can put that in. All most of those games were conference games. So, like I said, I think the Beavers really, really good play this week. What do you think of that total? Sixty fives. It's not. I'm not used to seeing that high a number with Washington over the years because they've been so good defensively. Yeah, I'm a little puzzled because when these two teams battle, the, the over is always a great bet. Seven out of the last ten have gone over. But this is a totally different Oregon State game. They play great defense in the second half. I love the adjustments they do in the second half. So I think it's a little bit tad high. I thought if it was in the lower 60s, then I might look at maybe playing the over. I think the number's perfect. But, but like I said, the history shows a lot of sport points will be scoring. But that history says that Oregon State team was horrible in the history. That's true. Moving to Saturday. So we've got uh, – there's an early game, Stanford at Colorado. I believe this opened as a pick, and now the Cardinals favored by about a field goal. Is that what you've got? Uh, no, we, we and over the summer it opened up around a pick. Now we have the Cardinals uh, minus three and a half. I mean, that the summer is before projections of who's going to be bad, who's going to be good. I mean, because everyone thought Colorado would be a little bit improved. Same thing with Stanford. But So the, the number is pretty much right because let's face it, 
you hit the F button when you're looking at Colorado right now, and that's the fade button because they have lost five straight. Their offense has been sometimes MIA as Washington State and Oregon when they only put up 13 points total. And they only scored 14 points last uh, a week against UCLA. So I, the public will probably continue to bet Stanford because, again, when you look at Colorado football, you just think of F like my report card in high school. Fade, fade, fade. <laughs> uh, and bet, bet Stanford. Winners are three out of four, and I really like the way they played. Uh, Stanford last week at home beating them by, by 10 points when the number was only three. Stanford has had some success uh, in Boulder for sure. It's interesting. I saw Colorado, uh, an article in Denver, should they consider changing quarterbacks? Because, you know, at this point, the season is kind of fading away. Does that play any role, you think, in how the betting public's going to view it? Uh, it will if they do change, which I don't think they're going to or they're not going to maybe announce it uh, right away. Uh, then the betting public will continue to bet Stanford. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what the total happens on it. Uh, the public likes to under when need teams when need teams to battle, open up 55, quickly moves up to 56. If Stanford wins this, I mean, if Colorado wants to hang around this game, they need to keep Stanford uh, on the field and have Colorado be able to establish the run. Then I think the under could be a good play. And the last four meetings, the under has cashed. Oh, wow. That's a good one. USC, boy, after getting bludgeoned by Oregon. And with Clay Helton's job security, I mean, basically, uh, it's only a matter of time now. They're going to Tempe, which was the uh, the last act of Lane Kiffin, if I recall correctly, before he was fired on a tarmac. Looks like ASU's a slight favorite. How do you see this? Oh, the tarmac kid. I mean, that was a that was a great time of college football. The tarmac, the tarmac hire. This was going to be very interesting. I want to see how USC back to, uh, bounces back. I mean, that's not a bad loss to Oregon. Oregon had everything to play against USC if they wanted to make it to the top, let's say six or seven in in uh, in the championship ratings, which they did. Uh, they wanted to show people that they needed that big marquee win beating USC at their home. So, that I mean, it's not a bad loss for USC because, let's face it, USC is not the same team Oregon is uh, when the season started. I thought Oregon was going to be one of the top teams in that, in that conference between Utah or USC wasn't even close to my top three uh, when it came to that one. So, it's not that bad of a loss. I just want to see how they bounce back because Arizona State, a lot of back-to-back row losses, losing to UCLA, who's been playing some great football, couldn't do nothing against Utah's defense. So, I really want to see how USC bounces back I think they can hang around. I would not be shocked if they win this game because, again, I want nothing to do with Arizona State right now. Even though they're at home off a bye, that to me, a little bit like the Friday night road, the morass the teams get into when they're on the road on Friday night is teams that are playing on the road and the home team is coming off basically two weeks to prepare. Yeah, I mean, it's like I said, it's going to be very interesting. I know that they're coming off the bye week. But again, I just uh, the ticket count is showing me that yeah, people are looking at that. It's about fifty-eight percent of tickets coming in on ASU, but those are all twenty and hundred-dollar bets. The big money, uh, we I saw a couple uh, fifty-thousand-dollar bets come through the window. We're all on USC, so I think the wise guys like USC, Arizona State. I think that public school money, let's waste my mom and dad's uh, money that they give us while away from college, is probably making that ASU ticket count up. So people are wagering fifty thousand dollars on Clay Helton and his crew. Yeah, because like I said, I, I just don't think they have no momentum coming into uh, ASU. I mean, ever since they beat that game against Michigan State, they really haven't rode that momentum like I thought they were. Is that pretty common, That those size bets on the Trojans? Oh, yeah. Trojans are like uh, – some when, when they were in their prime, we used to say the Trojan money coming in the window like on a Saturday night were like NFL money coming in. Boy, those uh, those folks have got some serious faith in uh... – 
in, in USC coming coming back from that loss. I'm not sure I, I would agree with that. Last game we've got Washington State at Cal late game. Cougars, even though the Cougars have not, you know, they have not exactly distinguished themselves. Cal hasn't scored now in about three years. Cougars favored by about a touchdown. Yeah, I don't want nothing to do with either one of these teams. Teams of California lost four straight. You said it. They haven't. They didn't score against Utah. They only scored 17 points against Oregon State. They haven't hit the 20 mark since September 21st against Ole Miss. So that means they haven't hit the 20 mark against conference play all season long. And they barely hit 23 points when they played North Texas. So I'm not sold on California's offense. I think that's why I lean towards Washington State. Because if it's going to be, I don't want to say a high-scoring affair, because I don't. I think the total is pretty much right at 51. But if, if Washington State puts a touchdown in really quickly, you think Cal's going to go back-to-back offense, touchdown to touchdown to touchdown against Washington State? I don't think so. I think the Cougars – are the right play here, but be very, very cautious because right now the Cougars are not playing lights out uh, of football at all, dropping four out of five. Wanted to ask you real quick. Well, first of all, if I had a nickel on any Pac-12 team, where should I put my last nickel? Wow, uh, you know what? I'm going to say I'm going to say the under in the Stanford Colorado game. I think both teams are going to want to establish to run early, and I think if you're Stanford, if you're Stanford, run the ball and make that Colorado defense exhausted by the second half. And I think you'll see more points in the second half. So I kind of like that under. I think it's just a, a tad too high. And then the betting public, oh, betting it up to 56, I think it's good value. We got two big games nationally. I wanted to uh, get your thoughts on both. Penn State minus 6.5 at Minnesota. You know, Penn State's rolling right now. Now they're in the top four in college football, so that's huge momentum. I'm going to have to go Penn State because I like the way they play on both sides of the football. They have great defense, and they can score when needed. They usually don't struggle on scoring touchdowns. I like Penn State. I think they're going to be – I think their only loss could be in a conference championship game. So I'm going to say Penn State squeezes out a victory on this one. I might have to take Minnesota. If this moves up to seven, I might have to take Minnesota plus seven because I think Penn State wins like a 24-20 type game. Bama LSU, so Bama's at home favored by close to a touchdown. How have you? What have you seen from the line movement and the money? What is it, the latest on on the Alabama quarterback situation and how that's affecting the money flow? It's really not affecting the money flow on Tua because I think everyone realized Tua's playing because I think everyone realizes Alabama loses this game. They might not get in. And just, just look at their rankings. They're third right now. So if they lose, I think Utah, Oregon teams that could win outright might leapfrog them. So I think Alabama knows that they need this win. I think LSU can lose this game and still maybe squeeze into the final four, maybe making that fourth spot. So I think Alabama knows. And I think that's why the money has come in quickly on LSU when we had it at seven. Now it's pretty much six and a half and six around some shops. And I think the money is going to continue to come in now on both sides. I don't think it's going to move off six, six and a half. I think if you're waiting for that seven, for Louisiana, uh, for LSU, you missed it. I think if you're waiting to see if you can get five and a half on Alabama, I don't think so. I think it'll probably close around six. I'm leaning towards Alabama just because they're at home and two was there. If two wasn't playing, this number would probably be maybe one or two LSU favorites. Then I would probably look at LSU. But uh, I think Alabama being at home, I think it's going to be a huge factor uh, home field. What, about three, four more weeks after this? So, uh It's going to just get better and better as we go here deep into the season. I thank you very much for joining me this week. No problem. Have a fantastic weekend. Thanks a lot, Rafael. You too.